girls, welcome to another wonderful Sunday School lesson. Today I have the wonderful privilege of teaching you. I'm Teacher Mickey, and before we start, we're going to sing a song that Teacher Dudu did with you last week. So I hope that you remember and that you join in. So let's get ready to sing. got you excited and ready for the lesson. Before we begin, we're just going to quickly pray and then recap what you guys learned so far. So why don't you pray with me? Father God, thank you so much that we get to come here today and to listen to your word. Thank you so much that you've looked after us and protected us, Lord. Thank you so much that we get to learn about your servant Job who trusted you and who loved you. Please help us that as we learn to open up our hearts and our minds so that we can trust and love you too. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I hope that you remember what happened last week. So last week we started in the book of Job, learning about this man called Job. So Job 
was a man who had lots of everything. He had lots of children, he had lots of camels, lots of um, sheep and donkeys. Let's see, I've got some sheep over here and some donkeys. He had thousands of these. But something really bad happened. Satan decided that he wanted to challenge Job. He wanted to prove to God that Job didn't love him, that Job only loved him because of all these stuff. And so when Teacher Dudu left off last week, we saw that Job had lost everything. He'd lost his family, he'd lost all of his camels and donkeys and sheep, and he'd even lost his health and we see that he was sad and hurt and he was sitting in the ashes of everything that had happened and now we want to see what his response is. We know that he was a man that loved God and that trusted God but now we're gonna see what what's his response what is he gonna do? So we're gonna start off by talking a bit about Job's friends. So Job's friends believed that Job had done, that this had all happened to Job because he was unrighteous, that he had sinned. So they told him, well, the only response that you have to do now is to curse God and to stop believing in him and to give up on him because he took everything away. But Job was determined. He said, no. I want you to see who God is, even in all of this, even though he was in so much pain. So do you remember what happened next? Well, sorry. <clears throat> so do you remember what happened next? Well, we are now going to turn to our Bibles and see what Job's response is. But what's more important that we're going to see is what God's response was. Because that's the most important thing. Because Job was trusting God. And so he wanted to hear from God what he had to say about everything that was happening. So we're going to read from Job chapter 38. So just before these, uh, this chapter, that's when Job's friends were telling him, you are unrighteous, you've sinned, that is why this is happening. So Job calls on God and he, and he asks God, please tell us what is going on, why is this happening? And so God responds with this, he says, then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man, I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. So this is God telling Job, were you there when I created the world? Were you there when I did all these wonderful miraculous things? And he even goes on, who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness, when I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, this far you may come and no further, here is where, where your proud waves hopped. He even is telling Job, I'm the one that holds back the sea. I'm the one that's holding everything in my hands and I'm the one that's in control. And so Job, sitting in the ashes, 
being hurt, being in a place where he's lost everything, God says, remember who I am. Remember what I've done because I am still the same God that I was yesterday, today, and forever. And so we see that Job, um, Job then responds to God and he responds in a very unexpected way. And I say that it's unexpected because when bad things happen, people often blame God. They say to God, no, this is all your fault. I want nothing to do with you anymore. But Job, we saw last week that Job was faithful to God. He was a righteous man. He loved God. And so let's look at what his response was to God in verse 42. He said, I know you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is it that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of the things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. This is a really unexpected response from Job, especially because his friends and his wife and everyone around him was telling him that God wasn't there, that God wasn't loving him because of the destruction that had happened in Job's life. But it's remarkable that we can see that Job, because he remembers and he knows in his heart who God really is, as the creator of the universe, he knows that even in this, he can still trust God as if he was still like this. Isn't that so wonderful to hear about the faithfulness of a man? And it wasn't because of everything he had, because he no longer had everything that God had given from him. And what's really important in Job's response, he says, there are some things I'm not going to understand. And for Job, he didn't know exactly what had happened or why it was happening. He just knew that he had to trust God. And God did hear him and respond to him. And God does the same thing for us. So there is some mystery in what God's plan is for us. And that's okay. Even if we're in this situation or in this situation, we need to trust God. And so I want you to think about how you would respond in times of trouble. I know that things are really difficult at the moment because of the pandemic. You can't go to school, you can't see your friends. Things are hard, but we know that we need to still be trusting God because, and remember what God said, he said, I am the one that's in control. And Job, and when he responded to Job, he responded by saying, remember everything that I have done. We can look in the Bible, this wonderful book, and we can see all the wonderful things that God has done, all the wonderful ways that he still looks after us in times of trouble. And so God doesn't promise that we are going to always be in this state. And he doesn't promise that when we're in this state that he's going to take us back to this. And even though we see in the next couple chapters, we see that God, in order to prove that Job didn't, this didn't happen because of sin, of Job's sin, but it happened because of something Satan did. He then went and he restored everything. So he took Job's sicknesses away. He gave Job an opportunity to rebuild his house. 
he got more his family his family grew again he got more camels so we didn't have to worry about that he got more donkeys and oxen than he could even imagine he had so much more than when he first started off and that was because God was showing Job's friends and family that Job was a righteous man and it was only because of Satan that these things happened and because he wanted to see Job's faithfulness and prove Job's faithfulness. And so when we look at the end of the story, we see Job in this place that is much better than before. But as I said, God doesn't promise that for us necessarily. As Christians, there's no promise that says here in this life, things are going to be perfect. But this is now where we're going to turn back to our Bibles. And I'm going to read to you from uh, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11, verses 13 to 16. Listen carefully. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they have been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. And so... We might not have a promise now in this life to have everything restored to us like we see Job had in his life, but we know that we can look forward to a perfect restoration and a perfect home with Jesus in heaven one day. And isn't that so much better because it's something that's going to last forever. Things here on earth aren't going to last forever. And so I want you guys to think about Think carefully about what your response is. Do you run away from God in times of trouble? Or are you going to take Job's example and run to God in times of trouble? And I hope that God's response to Job, that he is the God of the universe, is a comforting one. That you can hear this, read it in your Bible, and know and trust that in the good times and the bad times, God is still there. And so now we are going to pray and we're going to thank God so much that he doesn't let us and leave us alone. That even in times of trouble, he still walks with us and loves us. And so why don't you pray with me? Father God, we thank you so much that you are a God who hears us and who loves us. You love us so much that you sent your son to die for us. So that when we call out to you, that when we run to you, Lord, we can do so knowing that our sins are forgiving. Knowing that... Your faithfulness carries us through. I pray and ask that in difficult times, especially in times that we are now with the things going on in our country, with the pandemic, with us not being able to see our friends or go to school and play sports, I pray and ask that you help us to find comfort in knowing that you, you are in control and you have a plan and help us to trust that and to give us peace even when we are really struggling. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.